Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. I'm your host, Carter Hockman, and with me today is current Pittsburgh Riverhounds goalkeeper and former college rival of mine, Danny Vidiello. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks, Carter. Thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate it. Excited to uh, yeah. talk a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just want to kick it off by asking, you know, because this is a podcast all about goalkeepers. I want to start by asking where it started for you. When was the moment that you knew you wanted to be a goalkeeper? Um, probably started fairly young. I was probably in grade school and normally in that era, you'd kind of get thrown into a goal, you know, and they say, here, let's see who can, uh, you know, save the most balls or who's the best at it to see who plays in the game on the weekend and stuff like that. Um, and honestly, it came down to me just being the most fear, like fearless and wanting to dive around and, you know, dive on the ball where kids are kicking the ball, trying to kick, kick you and kick the ball, you know? Um, so that's kind of where I knew that I, I loved it and I liked doing it. Um, there was I, I would have like a group of friends, you know, that we would go down to the park at that same time. And, you know, everyone wants to shoot. And I would always be the one that would say, yeah, I'll just hop and go and try and save them and stop them, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. We always we always get those questions where it's like, why do you want to stand in front of that? It's like I can use my hands, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm safe. I can use my hands. No. But, it's, um, yeah, for sure. If, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you're from Massapequa, New York. Yep. Was there a big soccer culture growing up in that area or were you sort of like me growing up where you were really encouraged to, to try a bunch of different sports and it's sort of you know, find the one that's that stuck with you? No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sports were a big thing growing up for me. Like I grew up ever since I was I could remember I, I was with a ball in my hand, like all these pictures I have when I'm younger, like there's a ball in my hand or we're playing some sort of sport. You know, and I grew up playing every sport I could think of um, and just going through each season, trying to be the best I can. Do you think it's important to, you know, for young goalkeepers to make sure they try other sports? Or do you, are you one of those people who really thinks, you know, it's important if you want to be a goalkeeper, you need to specialize in it? Um, I think I think it's good to play other sports. Um, I think. I think there's different aspects of each sport that really go into goalkeeping, like saying for basketball, like you can grab rebounds and just having that timing of jumping up, grabbing balls, you know, baseball, the reactions. Um, what else is there? Football, just being fearless. You know, I, I was playing all these sports that definitely I could see helped me becoming a, a, a good goalkeeper growing up. So I want to talk, about your your high school experience which i'm positive was very different from mine um you were a state champion in high school something that i failed to do what was training for you like as a goalkeeper because from my experience we only had a goalkeeper coach my senior year of high school so like a lot of goalkeepers out there i I believe we were forced to really fill our own time no yeah i mean i don't i didn't have a goalkeeper coach either we had two two coaches that really played they played soccer in college and one would kind of just warm me up before four games and stuff like that um I mean I got called up to varsity in 10th grade in the middle of 10th grade and they kind of just 
saw me play during my JV season and was like, wow, this kid's pretty good. Um, and they called me up and they just threw me in to the deep water right away and kind of was like, here, uh, here, we're playing a top team. Um, we're just going to see how I see how I do. And uh, we end, I ended up losing my first game one zero, but I had a couple decent saves and they were kind of just like, all right, this guy, I guess is it. And they, uh, yeah, from 10th grade to 12th, I was, I was playing varsity soccer and playing most games as well. So that's actually an interesting point that you bring up because a lot of people think that goalkeepers who end up playing professionally who, who are play who play in college were you know were one of those kids that started on varsity as a freshman. What you know, and that clearly wasn't the case for you. Did you start um, JV as a freshman? Did you start on the freshman team? What was what was that experience like for you? So in ninth grade, which was my freshman year, I I was on the freshman team. Yeah, so. We uh, so I started with the freshman team and then next year I made JV. There was some speculation that I could get called up my 10th grade year, um, like in the beginning of the season. And that didn't happen right away, which um, was pretty upsetting for me, like to start. But, you know, you, you can't control. That's just you can't control everything. And that's just football or soccer. Sorry. Um, and uh, and it ended up being the best thing getting called up halfway through the year and just going from there you know yeah I do think that's an important distinction for for any goalkeeper out there because you don't need to necessarily be on varsity as a freshman you know just like Danny and I both started our high school as on the freshman team which is sometimes what's necessary for you to develop as a goalkeeper for you to just get even just high school experience under your belt and it's not always a direct path to varsity, but if you work hard enough, you're, you're going to get there. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, that's all it takes is just hard work and effort. And so you also played club soccer uh, while you were in high school, uh, where you were a, th- a three-time state, uh, state club champion. Um, what are the biggest differences for you as a goalkeeper when it comes to training and competition in high school versus club soccer? Because I feel like a lot of a lot of kids don't really a lot of goalkeepers especially don't really get like you and I have discussed phenomenal training in high school and I think club soccer can provide that. No, no, yeah, for sure. Um, club ball, we was honestly it was I played for my hometown club, which was Massapequa, um, and it was just all these kids, mostly from the town, that honestly grew up together, and we were honestly great friends growing up all of us and then a few guys that we picked from other from other towns so i mean it kind of it kind of grew rather than in high school all having to go to the same high school where kids from the town that i played with at club ball would go to private schools and stuff like that that all the all the kids in the town um whether you went to mass people high school or you went to a, a private school we all played for the same club team and it was kind of just a a great thing being able to compete with best friends growing up even even though we didn't all go to the same school or same area you know yeah so I guess I'll I'll, uh, sort of ask uh, the same question which is you know like what's the difference what's the biggest difference with with training as as a goalkeeper because in high school we don't you know in high school we don't get we don't really get goalkeeper coaches we sort of just get warmed up by one of the yeah. coaches before games and didn't pre- and train they're sort of like all right just fill your own time 
I mean, in, in, in club ball, it, they had they offered goalkeeper training to, to goalkeepers that would want it. So you would have to go get extra training on your own, which was provided by the club. So instead of you might train twice with your team and then one day a week you might go goalkeeper train with a bunch of other goalkeepers around your same age range and be able to work on goalkeeping and what you want to work on that day. If you guys are just tuning in, this is Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. I'm Carter Hoffman. I'm here with Pittsburgh Riverhounds goalkeeper Danny Vidiello. So, Danny, we're, we're moving on to college here. Um, what was your recruiting process like? Because goalkeepers are recruited much, much differently than field players. And not only that, every goalkeeper's recruiting, recruiting process is unique. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, my college recruiting was really late so I didn't really get to kick off until my senior senior year and I would say most of the teams that wanted me were really d3 and d2 I went to a bunch of camps went to a bunch of different um like combines and stuff like that um and they all said the same thing they were always like um yeah you we, we don't see as much athleticism as we we'd want on the team i went to i went to a villanova camp and i went to a scranton a university of scranton camp which villanova's d1 and then scranton's d3 and uh scranton sent me an email i said i was interested and they said yeah you're not the kind of keeper that we'd like we'd like and then villanova at the end of it, they gave us a nice, they gave us like a little uh, piece of paper with uh, how they thought we did in the camp and like where they think we could end up. And they, in on the piece of paper, they told me that I could end up at a middle to high D3 level team. And seeing that, I was a little surprised and a little um, ups- kind of upset, obviously, because um, the big thing, especially in my town was D going D one, like posting on social media, like I'm committed to um, division one to play lacrosse or baseball, like everyone, like in junior year, especially. So I was kind of like determined to go D one. I still was getting offers from D three. I got, I had a couple D one offer offers here and there, but nothing crazy. Um, they, um, all, uh, Albany, which I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember Albany. They, they had four keepers when I, they were recruiting me already. And the season before they, um, like two of their keepers got hurt. So they had to play their third and then their back was the fourth. So they kind of looked at me and were kind of like, all right, we kind of need to look at maybe bringing in a fifth keeper just in case the third ever went down to just have a backup on the bench. And that's kind of what drew their attention to me. Um, My high school coach helped me out with that, giving them a call. And so when I was getting recruited to go to Albany, I think they honestly were like, yeah, we just need this kid just in case to walk on and be almost a fifth keeper, like pretty much a fifth keeper. And so I, I committed I think on Christmas Eve of my senior year um, to go to Albany to walk on. 
preferred walk-on, I guess you can call it. And, uh, yeah, and I went from there. I have to say, your recruiting story is eerily similar to mine. And I, I, know, I know you'd mentioned that you'd listened to the first episode of this podcast, but for those of you who haven't, when I was getting recruited, I was almost I was going to the ID camps. I was going to the clinics. Um, I was being told by countless coaches that you know I'm I the phrase if I you know if I had a dollar for every time I heard you're not quite what we're looking for or you, you know you don't have the athleticism or the or the insert quality that they're looking for, I'd be a friggin' I'd probably you know I'd probably have like twenty or thirty bucks, but. Um, but, uh, it's, you know, you're, you're being told that you're, you're, uh, you'd be an okay division three goalkeeper. And especially just, you know, full disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with playing division three or division two soccer. There's nothing wrong with division two or division three athletics, but especially when your aspirations are division one and you're so used to being told that you're not good enough, that just motivates you. Um, and clearly that's what it did for you. Um, I have to, you know, and so tacking onto that, moving forward, you know, you're in, you know, because my, uh, actually, you know, going going off of that a little bit more, when I was recruited to, to UMass Lowell, they had, um, when I was a senior in high school, they had a freshman uh, who was starting over a senior. And this was um, their first or second year i believe as a, as a division one school they had just made the transition and this freshman was starting over the senior and then the senior ended up quitting so they only had one goalkeeper and they sort of i you know it took me a while to realize that they had essentially just brought me in to be his emergency backup because he was the guy he was going to be the starter moving forward um so very very similar experiences that i'm just learning about now um what what was the biggest difference for you between uh, high school soccer and college? Because from my experience, it's very different in more ways than people might think. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the pace of the game is much, much quicker. Um, the guys in college are much more focused on their individual sport. So every day, whether it's training on the field or lifting at the gym with a, a, a specialized coach to get you through lifting sessions and stuff like that. I remember going in freshman year, freshman year, and just like being, being a a pudgy, like a pudgy kid. Like I I wasn't overweight, but like I definitely had some like baby weight on me and just looking all at all these sophomores, juniors, and seniors who have been here and just saying, wow, like I need, I, I definitely need to put more work in in order to get to where the, all these guys are. Um, so just that going right into it, I, there was like a big wake up call and saying like in order in, in order to make it in college and before even stepping on the field, I, I, I saw I needed to to put in more effort and more and more uh, more time in the gym and time on the field in order to look and play like all these uh, D1 athletes. Now, I, I sort of I sort of want to keep on this and, and ask you know as a goalkeeper especially what are the biggest differences between high school and college because in high school you know you were you know we have no goalkeeper coach really um you're forced to fill your own time the the competition is good not fantastic um but what you know 
all of a sudden you're facing these guys who, um, you know, maybe played for their youth national team or they were the, they were all state or they were, you know, they were the best forward in their state. What's, what's the biggest, what was the biggest wake up call for you as a goalkeeper going into college? Um, I mean, yeah, you're saying you're playing, you're playing bigger guys. I mean, these, the balls are coming in quicker. The balls are coming in faster. You need to be set and ready to go no matter what. I would say in college, a lot, there's a lot more focus on crosses and demanding your six yard box or even coming out, you know, to control your 18. Um, you have to be able to win balls in the air with contact, with all these things going on and controlling your area and, you know, really taking control of your position and spot. Um, for sure. My, when I, when I was practicing with these guys, I remember shooting drills and stuff like that these balls were getting whipped they were getting curled into the top corner into the bot into like posting in i remember saying wow like this is a different level this isn't this isn't high school anymore i i remember so it was it was i because like you i i committed to umass Lowell incredibly late it was actually um mid to late july and we you and i both know preseason starts in august yeah um and I remember being invited by one of the one of the upperclassmen to come and just do some captain's practices and get to know the guys. And I'm like, of course, you know, I, I live 20, 30 minutes from campus. So I was like, yeah, no sweat. So I, I drive up and I put on my gloves, you know, go through the warm ups and everything and stretching, meeting everybody. I'm like, all right, let's do some let's do some quick uh, shooting drills. They're like, Carter, you good to go? I'm like, sure. I didn't make a single save in I think it was they were shooting for maybe 10, 15 minutes, not one save. Yeah. <laughs> it was the oh, oh my. I mean, I mean for sure. I mean, sometimes I think it's the best thing for a freshman keeper to come in and be like, "Wow, I need to get better." Oh yeah, just, just in order to, you know, keep keep up the pace and keep up the work to, uh, you know, become a even a starter or move up the rankings. You know. Oh yeah, because you're like you know there's a ton of people like you and like me who are coming out of high school there, you know, they might've been all state. They might've won a national championship or a national title um, with their club team. And all of a sudden they're not the guy anymore. And that's a wake up call that a lot of keepers especially need to get going into a much, much higher level. Um, No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, in high school, I mean, I went from letting in six goals, I think my senior year um, winning a state championship. I mean, any, any senior that kind of is used to winning or being really or like doing really well, they can go into college saying, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Like I'm going to play this year. And then that first training session happens and you're like, Oh wow. Like definitely not what I expected. Um, I need to get, get to work now and maybe not, I won't be playing this year or not playing as much as I want this year, but but with work, it'll 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 happen. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about 2017 and 2018. So, like I said before, Danny and I both played for schools um, in the America East Conference. So we played each other quite a few times over the years. But 2017, the year after my school, UMass Lowell, went 13-1-2. We finished third in the country. We met in the conference championship game. We're playing... On my home field, where it went into double overtime, 
and you guys won one of the mo- on one of the most miraculous shots I think I've ever seen up close. Uh, full disclosure to anyone who's listening, I wasn't playing because I, I wasn't the starter. Um, but I have I have to ask you because I've been wondering this for years. What was it like being in that game? Um, I mean that was that was one of the craziest games I think I've ever been in. Those that overtime I think was was crazy. I think we it ended in the first half. We had a a goal line clearance from my center back that pretty much that, that would have won you guys the game. I and I remember, so remember that, and I lose sleep I, over it all the time. I remember, I remember, because I, I I remember the cross coming in, and the kid. I don't know if it hit his head or his chest or something, but I think he like miss misheaded it or something, and like it was rolling, and my center back just saved it. And I remember coming in behind it and just like trying to be as big as possible, trying to like if they got a shot and like hoping it would just hit me. And we ended up clearing it. The first half ended, and then that second half, um my teammate just hit the sweetest half vo- like half volley into the top corner and i just remember being on your field like your fans all your fans were there it was really good turnout for you guys your fans were chirping me the whole game and i just remember the ball going in and my arms just going up and just starting to sprint down the field i i i think i blacked out i i I don't remember anything else from that game. I just remember it being really, really like crazy and just, just in like just so much was happening. Like, and I just remember you can't, I can't let in a goal or else I like we're obviously we would lose. I I just I think I blacked out when you know that clearance that you're talking about. I remember the header going down, and I remember it was I saw so clearly. I was like that ball is going in. And then I just, I remember I started to celebrate. I started, I celebrate, I started to celebrate. I threw my hands up. I tried to, I almost started to sprint onto the field and it cleared and then I blacked out. And I remember that the half volley that, that Danny's talking about. So there was a ball sent into the box. One of our center backs headed it instead of heading it sort of, you know, it was obviously he didn't mean to, he meant, you know, you try to head it to the corner of the 18 away from the middle of the box but it glanced off his head a little bit differently than he had anticipated. It went to the top of the box, and this volley, like, the ball bounces high, one-time volley, upper 90, and then just, it was, it, was silent from the, it was silent from the bench, silent from the stands, and then you guys were just going nuts, and, and I, oh, yeah, 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 I'm never going to forget that. But 2018, we meet again in the postseason, and we kind of get a little bit of redemption and knock you guys out of the tournament but i remember the first thing i did uh was run over to you and congratulate you on a great career and remind you that your journey wasn't necessarily over and i turned out to be right you sign a professional contract with nashville to play in the usl um talk to me about that transition from college to the pros uh, as a goalkeeper, just just initially, you know, what are you, what are you going through? Yeah, so I mean, I remember that game. Probably, I I've never felt so down after that that final whistle blew, because I didn't know what was going to happen after after my college career. Like, I I know there was a few 
that there was a few teams inter- like that might be interested that I trialed with over the summer before the season. Um, and I remember my parents being there and just kind of burying my head into like my dad's shoulder and kind of just, just being like, what if, and my dad was telling me the same thing you were like, he was like, it's not like, it's not going to be over. I promise. And you know, me being a 22 year old kid that loves soccer and wants to play after, after it is, you know, I'm thinking, what if this was my last game? Um, uh, and then the time went by. I I got a few try. I got a few trials, um, in December after that season, um, with Nashville, and I had one with the New York Red Bulls as well. And I went to the Nashville one, and right after, I think it was the day after, they they gave me a call and offered me a contract, and I was kind of like. Like, like I, I was in, I was kind of in shock at that, at that time and moment. Um, and I think it took me maybe a day. I talked it over with my parents. Um, and yeah, I signed. And then I remember just trying to work, work as hard as possible. Cause I remembered going from high school to freshman to, to a, to a freshman in college and being like, crap like I need to work harder like this is like this is another level so I was I was kind of expecting it to be to be a different a different atmosphere and a different level so I was I was working out like crazy and I remember getting there I got there early um and there was kind of like captain's practices you would call it um and I remember doing terrible (laughs) (laughs) I remember I remember I would I like we would play small sided or we would do like possession drills and I was just completely out of it. Like I think I don't think I completed one pass. Or it was another like, it was another oh crap moment where you're just like, All right, I'm I'm here now, you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. And like and it's like these pro play like all these pro players, they're kind of expecting expecting you to be able to make good clean passes, you know, because that's all they know. I'm playing with guys who have been pro for five six yeah, years you're playing with professional and athletes here, now you're a professional athlete too yeah and i'm i'm the only i'm the only rookie on the team i'm playing with like they they called it like in preseason they called it the usl the usl all-star team <laughs> <laughs> that's what they called it in articles and stuff like that and i'm the only rookie and i'm kind of like wow like this is this is another level and it, it took me about a month to be able to to get get into it i mean i still had my natural shot stopping ability and i was making pretty good saves but it's not just making saves anymore it's command it's talking to your back line it's being able to distribute um out of your goal and being able to find the right pass and find the right foot so they can complete the next next pass i remember because i just because you and i you and i grew up in the era where all of a sudden i just remember out of the blue goalkeeping wasn't just about shot stopping it wasn't about being able to punt the ball a quarter mile yeah all of a sudden i remember my coach was like you need to be able to clip these passes over the forwards into your into your left and right backs down the flank as they're making a run on goal it's like wait a minute what do i have to do i thought i just had to stop the ball and all of a sudden no, we're, we're, yeah. we have to be incredibly technical with our feet what was you know and now you're you're at a level where that's not only expected it should be basic you know what i mean yeah, I mean, I I showed up and 
we had a really good goalkeeper court of with uh, Matt Pickens and uh, Connor Sparrow, and Matt was more of an old old school keeper, like making saves. Um, he, he's like thirty. He was like thirty seven, and then Connor Sparrow was like twenty five, twenty six. And I just remember seeing Connor being able to drive these balls that probably didn't go over seven feet into his outside backs and his forward and even his forwards that they could just take down and complete a pass. And me just being like, all right, I need, I need to be able to do that or else I'm not going to be able to make it at this level. So what was the training like for you? Because if, you know, for those of, for people who listening, who are listening, who don't know in college, you're your, your, for, for your coaching staff, you're only allowed two paid assistant coaches, which means most colleges are going to have just, you know, the head co- you're going to have your head coach and then he's going to have his two assistants. Usually your head coach isn't going to bring on a goalkeeper coach because you need as much tactical help as you can get in a really demanding season. So now, like, I don't, I don't exactly know what it was like at, at, uh, at Albany. Did you have a goalkeeper coach at Albany? So we did for the first two or three years, we had a goalkeeper specific guy. Um, which was good for me. Um, we got good training for about like 30 to 40 minutes um, before we joined the team. But then my last two years, um, we, we didn't have one. And my head coach would bring out the goalkeepers like about 25, 30 minutes before the actual team had to come out. And what he would, he would train us. So, I mean, we did get, we did get some good work in just, just the goalkeepers. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I got to when I got to Nashville, it was more, um, yeah this this guy this guy was was like a goalkeeper guy, and he's been pro for a long time, and now he's a, he's a coach as well. How was how was that training? Um, just your first, you know, what was your first goalkeeper training session like for you with Nashville? So I mean, I'm gonna be honest my my goalkeeper coach. Uh, it was goal, goalkeeper coach situation was a little weird. He it, it he was a player coach, okay. so it was it was Matt Pickens was, was my coach, and and he played as well. But he was he was really he was really good. Like he mentored me really well. Um, but I remember my first session in preseason. Um, it was it was thirty five minutes of, exp- like, having to save upper ninety balls, like explosions catching a ball, being able to transition and save another ball. Um, it was definitely another level up from what we did in college. So your journey eventually ends in Nashville and you sign now with Pittsburgh where you, where you are currently. You win the Golden Glove, the best goalkeeper in the USL. How do you continue to raise your game as a goalkeeper to the point where you're the very best in the entire league? Like, What's the most important aspects of your training where you need to be mentally and how you interact with your team? Well, I, I mean, in order to, I mean, you just got to put, put hard work in every single day, every, every single time, even if you win something or you don't, there's going to be doubters. Um, there's going to be people that think that it was a fluke and you just got, you just got to let it push you. I know even though I won the golden glove last year, I know now working out for next season, I like I'm more determined than ever to be able to either do it again or prove people wrong 
that saying it wasn't wasn't a fluke at all or uh saying that like I can do it again um I know going into next season um ho- I, I'm, I, I'm hoping we bring in some good some good uh leaders but I'm hoping to be able to take uh you know take the take the reins and maybe push other guys to be their best and you know demand them to put in the max effort in order to get us to succeed and win as a team and lead us to the championship. So one thing I always ask other goalkeepers, because I'm always curious, were you one of those keepers who really like screamed at their back line when they made a mistake? I, I never was just cause I felt like I never really earned it. You know, I, I was dealing, especially at Lowell, our, our two center backs were six, four and six, five. I just felt, I mean, I felt smaller. I didn't feel like I earned it. They were both, leaders and guys I really liked. Um, and I know, you know, anything that's said on the practice field usually stays on the, on, uh, usually stays in training. Like it, it's never personal and it's always just about, you know, hard work, but I was never, I could never scream at my back line. Really. Did we, it, I just, I just didn't feel like I earned it. And I was also was smaller than them. And that was just a weird dynamic, but were you not, what was that like for you? Yeah. So, so, when, uh, I can tell you a story about this. Actually, I was never a, a screamer, never uh, like demanding, like yell at my center back guy. And then I think it was either my freshman or sophomore year. Like it was probably one of the best things that I, that's ever happened to me. My college coach stopped training one one session and kind of was like, "Dan, like you need to you need to like be able to talk to your to your defense and and like scream at them if they're not doing something right." And I remember sit, like sitting there being this little freshman playing with seniors, like 24 year old kids from like New Zealand <laughs> and looking at them and, and being like, you're, you're expecting me to yell at this, this kid that could probably eat me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like 200 pounds of pure muscle. Um, and, and, and he was, and I, I tried it and like, they like, like the senior was like, I, I like it. Like, like I grew up with that. Like I, w- I want you to, to like, to like yell at me and like expect things of me. So I mean, ever since then, I wouldn't say that I scream, but I definitely bark, bark out instructions and like you know tell tell my defenders what's coming or where they where they. No, it's be. definitely interesting because the, I think you know arguably the biggest part of our game outside of stopping shots is being able to communicate and direct your back line, even even maybe your your some of your midfielders and making sure they, you know, they know where their assignments are, they know where the runs are or, or where they're coming from. And I, you know, I, every goalkeeper has a different way that they go about that. The way that I've done it since maybe even late middle school, early high school, I've always, it's always this raspy, like you said, it's sort of like a bark almost. And I remember mm-hmm. kids that came from, I had kids that came from uh, like Colombia or Brazil, where it's it's less aggressive in that way. And I remember the first couple of days of yeah. training, and they're just like, "Why are you yelling at me?" I'm like, "I'm I'm I'm not. I'm just telling you where to go." They're like, "Relax." <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had I had different players where, yeah, like Brazilians, like I would I would yell at them, and they would they would oh, yell yeah. back because because they didn't that wasn't like a thing, you know they thought it was they took it like more personal you know and i had to like bring them over after this is when i was old i was like a junior or senior and i was like listen like this it's a game like i'm just 
I'm trying to help yeah. us, you know, I'm not trying to put you down or, you know, do anything like do anything to hurt you, you know, like we're, we'll still be best friends off the field. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to get the most out of you at that time, at that moment. Well, Danny, I'll leave you with one last question. If you could give one piece of advice to all the young goalkeepers out there who are looking to continue to progress and grow their game, what would that be? Oh, I mean, listen, you, you have to have a good attitude and you have to be able to put in hard work. I could tell you a million stories where I wasn't the best or I wasn't the top guy and I had to grind and put in hard work and you don't earn anything unless you put in hard work or, you know, put in the effort to be the top guy. Um, a lot of, a lot of, kids where they get wrong is they think they'll walk into a program and they're automatically going to start playing start you know start games play on the field but it doesn't it doesn't work like that once you get to a new level the hard work is only is just beginning you have to put it you have to put in the drive you have to put in the effort in order to to get where you want to be in the gym on the field when no one's watching you got to be able to put in those hours well it's been it's been a lot of fun catching up with you, Danny. I wish you nothing but the best on the rest of your professional journey. Um, this has been another episode of Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. I'm your host, Carter Hoffman, and we'll see you next time.